1: Hello and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and this week are two just amazing co hosts. Uh first up, I'm gonna just introduce really fast because we got stuff to talk about. Um she does everything on the site, she's everywhere, she's everything you want to do at any even moment of time. And stickney, and what's going on?
0: I'm tired. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> she's tired.
0: No, really, the whole daylight saving thing has thrown me for a loop and I don't like it. But um beyond that what have I been doing? I've been leveling. I actually got back to leveling my nightborn a little bit. Um, and what I class is nightborn? A rogue. Okay, no, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, I know. I it's care. another rogue. I don't care. I just wanted to level one because that's fun. And I had like a good story that only worked if I was playing a rogue. So I was like, okay, we're going to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I got out of Zangermarsh and I think I mentioned last week when I got out of Zangermarsh all of a sudden it was like, Oh yeah, no, you could pick things. That's allowed because it was just Zangermarsh that was all messed up. By the way, Blizzard, there's still no hot fix out for that. Um I'm waiting. Anyway, <laughs> uh beyond that though, I leveled through Blade's Edge and I forgot about that quest in Blade's Edge where you know what? You should just go ahead and introduce our other co-host, too, before I get too into this, because we're going to be talking for a while.
1: Okay. Uh, Anne's about to talk a while, so before she does, he does things. He's a shadow priest, and he's kind of a robot who confuses me. He's Mitch. Hello, Mitch. Hello. Are talk you... a
2: while and listen, Ann
0: are, are, are you really a robot? I'm going to be concerned. Um,
2: I mean, it, it depends on your definition. Uh, I I don't Aren't know if are we all have...
0: robots? Really? I don't know if we're I just meat like... and fuses.
2: Wait, i don't know what? if i have emotions or a heart but i don't know if i'm technically a robot like you know it's a little definitions are fuzzy but i'm you know i'm on i'm there i'm close close enough
0: so um have you done any alt leveling mitch or no uh
2: my uh what is it void elf is that like 74 still it's been a while since i leveled the void elf um Again, leveling is not something I can do very frequently. Like I just, I, I don't know. I, I get can bored with it, it if
0: I have like a podcast or something going on on the second monitor. Th- thus far, it's been. Um... I've been leveling and listening to Critical Role on the second monitor, which actually oh, I, works.
2: I should do that before I get too far behind, because I know the new series is It works out pretty started.
0: well. It actually works out pretty well, because it's like, oh, I've got all this stuff going on here, so the mindless killing going on on the main monitor, I don't have to pay too much attention to it. But I... It's been so long since I've played through Blade's Edge from beginning to end that I forgot about that quest chain where at the end they all go, oh, hey, you're queen of the ogres or king of the ogres if you're playing a dude, right? And they all like show up and they bow down to you and stuff. And then all of the ogres in the zone suddenly go neutral. Like they won't attack you. They won't aggro on you anymore. Oh, 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 I know where this is going. Go ahead. But then you go to kill them because it's like, oh, I have quests I haven't finished. Oh, you need you me to go kill these ogres? Okay, well, and you just walk right up to them, and they're like, "Hey, Queen oh, of the hey, Ogres," King. and you just shank them right. <laughs> and then as they die, they say, they go, they're like, "Ogre Queen, why?" Or they'll go, "You were a terrible queen." <laughs> They have, like, a callback. for oh, that's, So you feel that's terrible great. as you're doing it. But it's like, I'm sorry, guys. I need the experience. <laughs> like, there's no... It's it's nothing personal. I just... I need look, the XP. <laughs> look, you
1: drop... You guys have a chance to drop the thing I need for this quest. So I'm afraid 50 of you have to
2: die. Uh, oh, hey, it's the queen. Do you want to say hi to my wife and she'll... Oh!
0: oh I'll get to doing?
2: saying hi to them.
0: It's just... It's just (laughs) awful, because I'm like, well, now I feel like a horrible, a horrible person, but the way that it's designed, it's like, well, I still gotta, I still gotta get, like, ten hearts from you guys, so unless you have a pile sitting around somewhere, we're gonna have to make this happen, and I regret this decision. Don't
1: have hearts, because that's gonna save me some time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, killing the, uh... Killing the ogres is still one of the f- most messed up aspects of Burning Crusade. It gets even weirder when you- when they introduce the uh, ogre Law stuff. Yeah, Because then you yeah. have to go back and you're like you you. It's like this is so odd. You guys still consider me your your king, and I'm murdering you. I'm murdering a lot of you. I've
0: got. I'm this, very this. sorry about this. About all of this. <laughs> I remember it's...
1: one time doing it. Horde sides a little easier to try and plan it out. So that you don't have to kill, like you can become like ruler of the ogres near the end of everything, so you can yeah, don't have to then come back but it it's harder like a, alliance
0: if it had like a prerequisite requirement where it's like, okay, you have to finish all the other quests in the zone, and then this one will pop. I think if I remember correctly initially in Burning Crusade, that quest only popped up at level seventy, but I'm not one hundred percent on that, but I think I, so because I feel I, I like I did because it. you had to go kill all of the Gronn, And you couldn't really do that unless you got like a big group together or whatever. I don't Uh, know. I think I did that before
2: 70 because I don't remember going back to Blade's Edge much. Oh, I I went
0: back a couple of times because you had to go back for Ogre Law, and then you had to go back and it was something, I don't know if it was 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 Yeah, I don't know if it was an attunement for Gruul's Lair. I don't think Gruul's Lair had an attunement.
2: Uh, I think. I think everything had an attunement at some point in BC. I don't think Gruul did. No, you could just go. I don't think go, no. Gruul
0: did. You could just go, and it was the same thing with Magtheridon. You could just go. Oh. They yeah, were the could... only ones that didn't have a requirement. I
2: thought Gruul had something, but maybe not. No, I
1: don't think so, because I'm pretty sure the first time I did Gruul, my my guild skipped Gruul entirely. Because yeah. by the time we got serious about raiding, Tempest Keep was already there. Yeah. So we skipped Gruul. And so, but people wanted to do Gruul anyway, because he dropped the DST.
0: Seeing I oh, oh yeah. god, that stupid trinket. I never got that trinket. Uh, oh,
1: oh, then gonna... you're gonna hate me in about five minutes. Yeah, um, because uh, <laughs> I, was ta- I was tanking it like I was tanking a pug like the first time I went, and I'd never been. And So I was like, Yeah, but you got tank spec, right? I'm like, Yeah, of course, I'm a warrior. I got tank spec. It's burning crusade. We all have tank specs. Nobody wants us to tank because we don't have AOE. Oh, oh, in raids, we want you, trust me. So I go in and I end up, we end up tanking, I'm tanking um, gruel. And it's, we did the council first, and nothing of consequence dropped. And then we go and do and the two-handed axe drops, and the DST drops, and nobody wants either. <laughs> and
0: It's well, like, why you are you in here? A pug, if you want the dark? Yeah, yeah, if you were in a pug, then at that point, probably everybody already had it.
1: Uh, no, it was like, we only had like three melee.
0: <gasps> and
1: they had wow. it. Wow. Yeah, oh. This is counting me. I'm disgusted right now. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a big caster group. This was a group with so many casters that they could, like, double and triple tank the council type. You know how they had the ones that you had to warlock tank or mage tank? You could they, they were, like, double, triple teaming those guys. They were just absolutely destroying them. So, yeah, it was a messed up run. The only run that was more messed up was the run... Um, what was that knife that all the rogues wanted? The one from Black Temple. If you didn't get the war blades, oh, there was a...
2: yeah, the oh, consolation mean, knife.
0: Yeah, consolation knife. It was like blade of Azenoth or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah It yeah. was yeah. like, that was right. It was like, hi, you've attended the Oscars. Here's your goodie bag.
1: <laughs> Instead one, one of rogue... like
0: winning an award, you get this it's thing. The Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio prize. One of
1: our rogues had one of those, but he wanted, the, uh, he wanted to dual wield them. So we went in, in to do it for him, just you know, as a nice thing, because we were at this point, everyone was waiting. We we were kind of doing Sunwell and waiting for the next expansion, and both Warglaves dropped for him
0: on the same kill.
1: On what? The same kill. I he have never seen Warglaives. two
0: of them drop at once.
1: Yeah, both of them dropped for him. He had he he went in there with I like always... one of one of the constellation knives and like some punch fist weapon thing that from from punch a Mount Hygel. Uh, it was like I the...
0: always like felt. Bad about how I got the Warglave because remember, like the one the gal that was farming for it regularly, she quit like two weeks before, and then we went in to do Black Temple and it dropped. So I took oh. it because I needed it, but like I felt bad because she was the one that really wanted it, but she stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. I think you were there for that, Rossi. I think I don't know. I'm Maybe pretty sure you were.
1: Uh, did you get it in like a? Uh, yeah, um... it was in
0: a later expansion. It was like yeah. beginning of Cataclysm, I think.
1: And I was there. Yeah, I was there. Okay. For
0: we should probably, like, actually do some news and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just... Probably. Because we're just talking Burning Crusade right now. And I'm like, yeah. oh, we're directionless. Well, we should feel probably like I had something
2: to say, <laughs> but it probably it was it definitely is... relevant to this and not email.
0: Yeah. It is, catac- it
1: is Cataclysm Time Walking this week. Uh, oh. So at yeah. least so... that's somewhat. If you're feeling nostalgic for old time rating, it's Cataclysm Time Weaking. So you can go Time Walking. This time Weaking. Week, so... <laughs> time <laughs> Weaking. Yay. Yeah. You can go do that. Um, but yeah, we should talk about some stories. Uh, first up, pretty standard stuff, but we should probably mention it. Um, there's a Q&A for both Battle for Azeroth on the Alpha and a Q&A for Brigitte. Um, Brigitte. Going up.
2: Brigitte. Brigitte. Sorry.
1: I knew I'd get it wrong. but Yeah, it no, it's wrong. okay. <laughs> but those are both coming this week, I think. I, I know uh, the
2: Battle
0: uh, for
1: Azeroth
2: well, one. Okay. The first... one I don't think we have a date. Yeah, for... the
0: Brigitte one doesn't have a date on it the Brigitte one is just um if you happen to have some kind of lore question about Brigitte's story uh lead writer Michael Chu he's going to be taking questions and answering them on an upcoming Q&A blog there was no date for when that Q&A blog is coming out or anything but if you um have any questions you can go on Twitter use the hashtag BrigitteLore, all one word and they will take questions from that um I thought that was kind of interesting because I don't think that they've done any sort of lore Q&A before for any of the other heroes. I, I
2: don't think they have either. Um, and I know, I mean, part of this could be because it was kind of confusing when she first came out. Because There,
0: there were a lot of There were a lot of questions regarding her story. Michael Chu um, mentioned on Twitter that there were some discrepancies with her story that didn't quite line up because there were changes made after the text for the website had been finalized, um, mainly involving her age. I think her age was originally listed as 28, but now it's 23 yep. where it should be. Correct. Um, but there were people who were asking, they were like, well, wait, if Mercy visited Torbjorn in the hospital, how old was she? Was she even working for Overwatch at that point? Was she a surgeon? She would have been like nine years old or something. Well, the age change kind of addresses that a little bit. But people have questions, basically, is what I'm kind of like trying to nail down here is People have questions about the stuff that came out, and it's because Brigitta is so involved with the Overwatch storyline. I mean, she's the daughter of one of the heroes and the goddaughter of another one of the heroes and the time period in which she grew up is one that we still don't have like completely hammered out in terms of dates and what happened when. There's a lot of mystery involving the fall of Overwatch still, so we don't know how everything went down. So, I get that and I get that they're doing a and a for that reason. I'm just saying that I hope maybe if this one goes over well, they'll consider doing lore Q&As for some of the other heroes too. I, I
2: agree. More than that, though, I want them to do new stories. That too. New stories and then new Q&As to follow up. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway.
1: Also, yeah, we should also mention, though, um, this Thursday, uh, they're doing another one of the live dev Q&As for Battle for Azeroth, specifically for the Alpha. They mentioned for the Alpha. Yeah. So if you want to... Uh, if you're listening to this, it comes out Thursday. The
0: show. Yeah, which comes is out tomorrow to... if you're listening live. The, so Yeah, but if you're listening to the recording, this all happened yesterday, so you should go back and look at it.
1: Time is <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> but uh, if, if you <laughs> if are If daylight saving
0: us, wasn't confusing enough... <laughs> if you're listening to us
1: live, you can basically still ask them questions. What you want to do is there's a thread on the forums. In the post on our site, we link to the thread on the forums. Uh, or you can use the uh, hashtag... Warcraft QA, not Q and A, QA, two letters, um, and you can leave a question for them on Twitter. So those are the two ways you can basically get a question
2: and see if they want to answer it.
0: I'm hoping Uh, they answer my question this time because they didn't last time and I was
2: sad. More than anything, I'm hoping it's a new information Q&A because, and again, I I totally get that, like, these Q&As are definitely helpful for people who aren't, like, in tune to the news as much and just play more casually and might tune in for the q a but a lot of the past q a's it's been up in the air beforehand or hit and miss as to whether or not we're going to get new questions answered or like clarifications on questions we already know the answers to
0: the last one one that they had had a lot of pvp questions which i was
2: just going to say i didn't want to be rude but
1: at the same time i was going to say Maybe less PvP questions. Well, uh, I'm, no.
0: and I'm okay with the
2: PvP questions. Yeah, honest, I was going to say he has an audience.
0: Yeah, but... I-, I was okay with the fact that they were doing a PvP focused Q&A. That wasn't my problem. My problem was that they they had listed it as a Battle for Azeroth Q&A, and they didn't say anything about it being PvP specific. But a gigantic chunk of the questions that they chose were all PvP-related. If they had said it was going to be a PvP Q&A, yeah, that's fine. Go for it. Yeah, because they people have questions. It's you They know. haven't
1: said that now either, though.
0: Yeah. Nothing in this
1: announcement says it's going to be PvP. So I'm fine with them doing PvP questions. That's not my problem. My problem was that 75% of that q right. That was PvP. That yeah. was my
0: issue with it, was I was like, wait, why are we only answering the... Was this a PvP focus and we just didn't say that? Or... What's going on here? Um, they did answer some non-PVP stuff, but a lot of it was PVP related. I don't mind, though, because they didn't really... I mean, they hadn't really talked about PVP in Battle for Azeroth much at all up to that point. They's, so Yeah,
2: we still don't... We still have a lot we don't know, but...
0: Yeah, so it's just I, 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 I didn't the, mind it. It was just... Yeah. I was expecting more than that.
2: <laughs> and I, I just want new information. Like, I'm okay with some clarification, because obviously some of it's confusing... Or some of it's been said, like, once in this one spot and not really emphasized anywhere. But, like, it feels Give like a lot of these tidbits. Q&A's have been repeats of things. Uh, and, I, again, I get the importance of that. I get why they would do it. But I just want I want it to be more new information than old. Which I don't think yeah. is a whole lot to ask.
0: Well, my question uh, was, was whether or not we would have some way to destroy all of these Legion legendaries that are still cluttering up my bags, Blizzard.
2: Yeah, I, saw I mean, that I one, could,
0: the, a lot of people have said, oh, you can put them in void storage. Yes, I could put them in void storage, but that doesn't really negate the problem. It just shuffles it to the side where I don't have to look at it. I would rather have some kind of solution. Now, somebody on my Twitter followed that up and tweeted me back with a reply that said, you know what they should do? They should just make them all heirlooms. Boom. And I'm like, yeah. that's actually not a bad idea. I don't know if they do that. But that's not a bad that. idea. That's, yeah, and there, I mean, it's... there's a there's a lack of of heirloom trinkets and things. So I mean, I don't know. I some think of these be would cool. be really
1: some of these would be really hard to make work as heirlooms though, yeah. unless they were just legion heirlooms.
0: No, and that's
2: that's kind of how. It but work, that's I think, what I mean. The...
0: Make it a legion heirloom, something yeah, that takes the, uh... you from 100 to 110. Why not? Because yeah. yeah, they, they actually the are.
2: Weapons did that too. The ones that dropped yeah. uh, pre. No, I have them.
0: The the, the ones that drop
1: in... uh, They drop the mists. The end of mists. End of mists. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They work from 90 to 100 or whatever that... I've got the axe.
1: Uh, I've actually got the axe. I've got the bow... I've got the pole arm and one other thing that's no good for me, like clock claw- And I, thing.
2: I love having those because they are great for when I hit that level and don't have other heirlooms. Uh, what was like, hey. it?
1: It's like a wand or something. I don't if know. They,
2: what the other If, thing if I have they is. wanted
0: like a full palette of heirlooms that would work from level one hundred to one ten, that would be the logical way to do it, and it would also make those things actually viable for once. So, I mean. I'm all for that suggestion. I don't know if they do it because there are a lot of legendaries out there. Like, there are a lot of yeah, legendaries this, this out there. But
1: this expansion is almost Diablo 3 level of legendaries. It's, yeah. it's
0: ridiculous, but I still wouldn't mind. I think that's a good idea, and I didn't think of that. So the person that tweeted me on Twitter about that, and I forget your name. I'm very, very sorry, but um, yeah, that's a good idea. So I, I'm hoping that they talk about that at least a little bit. It would make me happy if they would at least address it.
2: The thing I wanted to know um, outside of, you know, are we getting Century Totem back after Blizzard, please? Yeah. Um, no. is, is how will transmogging work for things that are are not your spec? Like there are, are and you know, this is my go-to example for obvious reasons, but there are holy staves that are meant to look like shadow stuff like they have void in their title um and i would use the heck out of those appearances as a shadow priest but because they're technically holy appearances will i be able to transmog them like are are artifacts yes okay like because we are able to transmog our artifact artifact weapon
0: our our artifact appearance transmogs the ones that we've been told we are going to get are those going to be spec locked or not that's what you're asking right that's
2: that's what i want to know and i really hope not because one boo but two the the holy staves have some of my favorite shadow appearances like yeah they're really really cool looking okay and i want to be able to use them yeah so we've
1: there's all that's happening um one for the brigitte Brigitte one is sometime we don't know when but the q a is thursday so if you're listening to this from the recording you we missed it sorry but go back and you can catch up on what they said uh also happening this this was something that happened last week um that i felt like we should probably mention but i'm not particularly expert on it because the only thing i know about it is that it happened but um um xqc was a player for the dallas fuel i
0: believe yeah he was a player for the dallas fuel he got Find a couple of times, and they decided to let him go. Um, this last, which round, is a
2: very nice way of putting it. Just
0: I think, clear. I think the way that they put it was they came to a mutual decision to part ways. Yeah. Oh, it's rather than right. ra- rather yeah. than s- straight out saying, "Yeah, we fired them." It was a this was a mutual decision. But I think that XQC had been talking about potentially quitting anyway, so maybe you know there's a ring of truth to that and they did come with a mutual decision where they were like okay if you're not up for this and he said I'm not and then they split. I don't know because I don't don't know what kind of conversations go on behind closed doors or anything. I just know that Blizzard has been very clear and the Overwatch League has been very clear that there is a certain amount of conduct that they expect out of players in the League which honestly um, any professional sports like you know, baseball, football, what have you, you're expected to conduct yourself professionally and if you do not, then there are punishments involved. (laughs) You know. This is this is how sports operates, you know, and I'm not talking about esports. I'm talking about like sports in general. If somebody does something really bad, you're gonna hear about it in the news and they're going to get some kind of fine about it. If they up and like deck an umpire, they're gonna get pitched from the game and they're probably gonna get fined for something, you know? That kind of thing. That's normal and expected in regular sports so i don't really see it as too out of place in the esports world either i don't know if any of the other esports communities hold up to this kind of conduct or if this is just an overwatch league thing that they are putting in place from day one i don't
2: that i don't i don't know the answer to that either i mean i'm sure some organizations have it to some degree i think overwatch league i'm assuming based on how Overwatch itself is and, you know, the things Kaplan said, like, they really want to not have that as part of it. And I really hope that's the case because Overwatch League is... They're really pushing forward and it could help push esports through. And if esports is full of a bunch of jerks who say all the things that they say on, you know, Twitch streams or whatever, that's not going to look good for esports as a whole.
0: There's just... There's there's a standard of conduct that you're supposed to hold yourself to and if you're unable to hold yourself to that standard of conduct expect consequences period that's just how it works the thing is is like these players that are in the overwatch league much like anybody who's in the nfl or the mlb these guys have a job yes their job is to play a game but it's still a job and i don't care where you work or what you do you're expected to behave professionally wherever you're at in whatever you happen to be doing. And if you don't, if you make your boss look bad, you bet there's going to be consequences. Yeah, and a
2: big part of this, which is probably worth a podcast in itself, but is, yeah. uh, you know, there's whole, you know, these people are, they're young, for starters. And I say young, meaning I think XQC was like 25, which is probably on the older end for some esports at least. But they, they don't have good representatives and they just, they're signing, you know, Legal documents and contracts without fully looking them over, because that's—I I mean—that everybody
0: they, does that.
2: Not everybody does that, but it's—it's it's an issue that gets brought up frequently.
0: Yeah, uh, frequently
2: enough to make note of it. That there needs to be better
0: guidance um, per se. Guidance,
2: yeah. yeah, exactly. And that kind of thing. Um, and it was also saying like outside of just contracts and legalese, they need. Uh, like guidance on social communication and how to conduct themselves, even if you know maybe they're a jerk outside of streams or whatever. Like, there are celebrity stories all the time of things that they do behind closed doors, but when they're at you know appearances or you know not out the spot, PR, 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 yeah, exactly, know. they have their lives controlled because yeah. everybody that they are representing does not want them making them look bad.
0: Animus and Haru are, are pointing out in, in chat about um. StarCraft, Starcraft? And, and of course Korean, Korea's League was banning several players for cheating throwing games, yeah that makes total sense StarCraft was notorious for this if you mistyped GG you would be disqualified in Korean, StarCraft One. that's crazy but okay, wow. you know if those rules are in place and people and the players understand those rules when they sign up then okay but yeah, I, I kind of on the one hand, XQC was a good player like, he was absolutely a good player. On yeah. the other hand, if you can't hold yourself to the kind of standard that they're looking for with that kind of a job, okay, well, goodbye. But
1: It's not like there aren't other good players that can There
0: are catch. other good yeah. players out there. It's just, I, it's, it's kind of a shame more... that, that, like, it came yeah, to this, you know?
2: Exactly. And there was someone out there who tweeted something other that was like, it's really a shame that this is what XQC kind of, you know, became known for at least Not necessarily in his private community of followers, but in general, he became known for that guy who was toxic and got kicked out of the Overwatch League, when really, he was a good player to watch. Like, you could have learned a lot from watching from him. He could have made entertaining matches. He's
0: really good. Like, he's a really good player. So, I don't know. I don't know what's up for him in the future, but, you know, kind of, you just kind of have to wish them well and hope that they... Continue He's to... gonna be
2: fine because he has a ton of followers. But yeah. I mean, as far as uh, esports career goes, who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, uh,
1: not really. a not Not this is not a good segue, but I wanted to talk <laughs> about it anyway. In Blizzard uh, Hearthstone, news, uh, Hearthstone's uh, next expansion is announced. Um, with a really crazy video that made me feel kind of scared for Dave Kossack, to be completely honest with you. Um, but I, I don't like thinking he might be in danger. He's he's a he's a sweet little guy. Well, he's actually very tall, but he's a sweet guy. Uh, the Witchwood announcement was announced this week. And you guys, what do you guys think about it? What are you looking at this thing going, oh,
2: Gilneas, Morgan. Well, I, I'm excited. The
0: Witchwood. I really liked um, the trailer.
2: Oh, yeah. The song was awesome. Uh, I... Again, Hearthstone's one of those things where I kind of tune in and out of it. Um, I especially tuned in during the Old God expansion and the Lich uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne or whatever. Um, For me, it's more of a peripheral thing, and I I really enjoy being on the periphery because uh, it's entertaining as heck. Like, that was a cool trailer, and... (laughs) The found footage type thing that they did was ridiculously corny. The Blair
0: Witch thing. Come it, on, it was funny. I,
2: <laughs> it, no, that's the thing. It was that kind of corny, funny that I I just ate up. Like, I loved it.
1: One of the things I'm noticing with Hearthstone is it feels a little bit like... Do you guys remember WoW humor as of like twenty like 2007, 2008?
2: What expansion that, would that have been?
1: That would like Burning Crusade slash Wrath of Lich King. Okay. Yeah. There's a certain kind of WoW humor that we don't see as much anymore. It's kind of gotten more serious. The cinematics are more common and things tend to go for a more epic sweeping scope. But it's not that there isn't humor still in WoW, but it it feels like that humor from that era has really gone to Hearthstone and mutated into an unstoppable juggernaut.
2: Yeah, like- it's it's the uh, the post of Pandaria cutscene in a game.
0: Well, you also you have to realize that dave kosak when he went over to hearthstone he was the guy that was responsible for such quest chains as oh i don't know everything that happened out in the Badlands, the day that deathwing came that was him like yeah like the goofy stuff like that that was him (laughs) so like he has this kind of goofy flavor already and they just he when he moved over to hearthstone he took that i mean they were already kind of starting to do that anyway because bro ben brode's Got like that kind of quirky humor. Him and Cossack together. I I, I, I didn't realize. I, I just Cossack wanna, was like, so
2: funny to be honest. Oh like,
0: jeez he's so he, funny. Yeah,
2: he, he remember, he's great in that video. He's so he, funny. Keep in mind that he got
1: noticed doing the Flintlock comic.
0: Yeah, he did Flintlock. So, yeah, Flint,
1: <laughs> Flintlock. You know, became a character in the game. If you you're doing Cataclysm, the original introduction
2: to uh,
0: Twilight. Twilight. Highlands. Yeah, he's out Twilight I, I remember
2: the name Flintlock from the game. I don't know if I've, yeah,
0: it was a comic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was a very strange and surreal comic too, to be completely honest with you. And that way he went from that to, to working on world of Warcraft. And so it's not surprising that Hearthstone has a sense of humor or that it's at this point, it's, it's zany as heck. Uh, but I do like that. They, they've managed to make it consistent while still doing pretty big, epic stuff. Like you mentioned the whispers of the old gods expansion or the Knights of the frozen throne expansion, they they do big expansions, but at the same time, then you get, like, the uh, Kobolds and Catacombs expansion, which is basically just an enormous, like, tongue-in-cheek love letter to tabletop RPGs. It's it's D&D, yeah. the card game. Speaking and, uh,
0: of Kobolds and Catacombs, uh, The Witchwood... Let's go back to the Witchwood real quick. Here. It has a single player. It's, yeah, it's going to have a single player. Cobalts um, and Catacombs had the dungeon run things. The Witchwood is going to have monster hunts. And it's a single player mode where you play one of four Gilnean adventurers stalking a quarry into the woods. And as you defeat bosses, you get rewards and you build out your deck with new cards. So it's like a dungeon run. Pretty much, but it's got a new theme and there's new cards in it, and I kind of appreciate that because that was actually a pretty cool part of of the Catacombs. I'm mildly amused
2: that it's called Monster Hunt. Monster Hunt with with Monster Hunter having just gotten very popular.
0: But, um, well, is there's is like also... something
1: they've been doing since, like, they, Nights of the Ebon Throne kind of and Nights of the blatant Throne had that too, right? The Frozen Throne, sorry. No, they it had, didn't like, really the,
0: have the, the single player thing like this. Can you fight,
1: like, didn't you fight the bosses,
0: though? Yeah, but it wasn't like, okay, the way that the Cobalt and Catacombs dungeons work is you can go back to them again and again and again, because I think they're procedurally generated. Oh, okay. Generated. Gotcha. All right. I understand. Yeah. So it's actually like, A different thing, but they're going to go ahead and carry that forward into the Witchwood, which I really appreciate because I'm like, yay! That's like persistent single player content that you're looking at there. Um, Yeah, and and that that was
2: received super well.
0: Yeah, well, it's fun. That's why (laughs) you know Um, there are new cards. Obviously, there's 135 new cards. Uh, Their their pre order offer is like you can get up you could get like 70 packs for 50 bucks.
2: Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's
0: essentially—is
2: uh, it? Yeah, it's seventy packs. Yeah, so you get twenty extra packs essentially if you pre-order. And I think someone was saying that like the loot protection or whatever you want to call it guarantees a legendary every ten packs. Something so like you're that, yeah. essentially pre-ordering gets you two guaranteed extra legendaries.
0: Yeah, and and the previous pre-orders that they have done has been like fifty packs for fifty bucks, which is still it's like a dollar a pack. That's not a bad deal at all. But this one is like even better because there's 20 extra packs on top of it. Um, it's due out on or before April 30th. I don't think that they've given an official release date to it. Uh, there's also two new card abilities with this. There's Rush, and Rush is Echo like... Is huh the other one. Oh, I what? thought you were... Just, I no, 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 I was explaining Rush, yeah. and then I was going to get to Echo. I was like, am I Echoing? Is the microphone messed up? No, what? no, no. <laughs> Go on. Echo, echo, echo. I'm going to do
2: that when you do describe Echo.
0: (laughs) The rush ability is a lot like charge where you play the card and it can go ahead and attack immediately, except that rush only works against minion targets. So you play a rush card and, yes, it can attack automatically, but it can only attack a minion target. It can't attack, like, the enemy hero. It sounds like a a less... powerful version of charge but it's still kind of interesting anyway echo echo uh,
2: real real quick on that note can i say Uh like one of the things in the video he explained was that like oh no that would be too overpowered to be able to use against a hero um because he had the card in his hand with that uh the rush ability what what i got from that was that they're going to make cards that have far more attack and or health yeah with rush um because you wouldn't want to be able to like you know. Charge a hero with seven attack. That would be pretty strong. It would like, be pretty just OP. It. But if it's attacking a minion, a minion,
0: that's a yeah. powerful card without being like detrimental. Well, yeah, and it's, it's only on the first
2: turn as well. So like it can attack yeah. heroes after that, but yeah.
0: yeah. So um, they're
2: gonna design more powerful ones than if they could attack heroes.
0: Which is I don't mind that at all. It sounds kind of interesting from a strategic standpoint. Echo, however, echo is really interesting because yep. it lets you play a card repeatedly as long as you have the mana to do it. So you can put down multiples of that same card over and over and over if you have the mana to do it, which is, like, bizarre. But it sounds, sounds cool. really cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like, I'm just imagining playing the same card and spamming whatever voice line they have, and that's going to be amusing. Yeah, But, yeah, if if you want to make, like an army of Murlocs and one of them, you know, you have a Murloc with echo. You just have to have that one Murloc and you're on 10 man, and you're like, Hey, here's all the Murlocs I can muster. And it's great.
0: All in all, it looks like a really interesting new expansion. So I'm kind of, looking forward to where it's going to go. I'm glad that they didn't get rid of the whole dungeon run thing. I'm glad they just kind of repackaged it, gave it a new name, but they're keeping that concept there as that whole perpetual single-player content thing, because a lot of people really, really enjoyed that about Cobalt and Catacombs, and I know that they like to switch things up for Hearthstone um, from expansion to expansion. They like to change things up, but when something is really working for you on that level, do you really want to remove it? So I'm glad that they decided to keep it, you know, give it a different name, give it some different cards, make it do a couple of different things maybe. But the same concept is there and I appreciate that. So, See, I'm, um, I'm
1: excited just because they, they're they doing Gilneas in here with the Witchwood. The Witchwood is in Gilneas. It's a, so we're getting a Gilnean Hearthstone expansion. And the reason that makes me happy is because in Battle for Azeroth, we're getting Tartolans. And Tortolons were invented for Hearthstone, oh, so yeah. I, I'm hoping that they'll have like little lore bits in Hearthstone here for the Witchwood that might make it into WoW at some point.
2: He um, Broad explained, and I can't remember uh, the exact location. The, it's it has a different name in WoW. He said I, I forget what exactly the place was called, but he said uh, it's transformed since you know we've been there story wise. And it's now called the Witchwood, and then Agatha, whatever, which they sort of teased as a warlock card, I think. Um,
0: no, Shaman. teased at the
2: end there. Oh, it was a Shaman. Okay. Shaman
0: hero. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Well, uh, either way, um, it, it does exist in WoW. I don't think it's directly called the Witchwood. It's the updated version, which is interesting that, and I, I don't know how, like, if that's officially canon or if that's like the Hearthstone head canon, but. So it's pretty cool. I think
0: Hearthstone lore has always been kind of like adjacent to World of Warcraft lore but they don't overlap unless like it's deliberately done like with the Tortalans you know obviously those are coming in battle for Azeroth we will see them yeah. I have seen them on the alpha they're super cute great. <laughs> the kids, oh my God. aren't the kids freaking adorable the kids the are, are the so adorable so adorable but like even the grown up ones like these guys are cool they just look yeah. cool. So, um,
2: slow slowpoke is a gamer. Two things in chat. One, he mentioned the Blackwald. Probably, I'm pretty sure that's what Ben Brode said it was. Is the the Blackwald and Gilneas is what the Witchwood is in Hearthstone. Yeah. Uh, the other thing for Echo, do you need to have the cards to play it multiple times, or does it just replicate itself? I'm pretty sure it replicates itself. It like, replicates itself. I, I don't think you know if I don't think you can. It's one turn to use it as many times as you have the mana for in that turn.
0: So uh, if you say um, and I'm just making up these numbers off the top of my head because I don't have any of the stats in front of me but say you have a card that costs two mana that's an echo card and you slap it on the board and you have like eight mana to spend or whatever you could slap it down and then repeat it like four times because that's two four six eight so you'd have four of them on the board
2: But then next turn it's not in your hand anymore
0: No but it'd be like four identical cards or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. it, it's like, it's a weird concept, but I think it's going to play out really cool.
2: Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, last thing to bring up really fast. This is something I think Mitch wrote the post on. So he might want to go excited for it. But they had, they, they didn't mind some new mounts. Uh, the one I saw was a B mount, but there's also a frog mount.
2: Uh, I think Alex wrote the one on this, but yeah, was, yeah, I did see the. Yeah, that was, it, was oh, Alex.
0: Okay that did it but it doesn't matter because they're adorable
2: yes
1: the bee mount i have a friend who's an entomologist i know he's really excited about the bee mount but i didn't i haven't even seen the frog mount i just know it exists
0: it's a bumblebee it's a fuzzy yellow and black striped bumblebee that you can ride with a saddle that you can ride around on
2: It's, it's someone someone asked me uh in the queue the other day what you know it was a two bosses enter type thing uh, bee mount or frog mount. And I, I said bee mount hands down. One, because it's the freaking bee. Like, look at that. It's buzzy, buzzy, buzzy. It's got its own stinger. But also, um, people often tell me to buzz off. And now I can buzz off. Literally. Oh, so it's great.
0: Okay. Uh, the frog mount, there is a big toad loa in Battle for Azra. One of the if if yeah. you go through the galleries that I posted, uh not as old as are of the other zone that I can't remember the name of Nazmir right Nazmir. If you go through Nazmir there is a one of the galleries has screenshots from this area of the map where it, you see the toad Loa and there are other toads around and they actually look really cool. Like in motion. They're really cool looking. Um they sit there they're like Flick their tongue out every now and again to catch random bugs and things. It's just it's they're really neat models, and they're so much better than any of the prior frog models. I'm thinking, ones they're, of the yeah, one that they're really good. <laughs> like a vaguely frog piece-shaped bit of origami from like vanilla. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you know? Know? the the original
1: the original ones. I remember we we did um, Zulamon, and they had little frogs you had to try and get. Oh, the lifelike
0: and... mechanical toad that you made with engineering nice. was like. Yeah. It was. I was like, "What is life <laughs> a, like about this exactly?" Good,
2: <laughs> that was a good response. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it looked good. like those
0: little ones that you folded up out of paper, and when you like poked them. Oh, in, you like, press down you, on the back. Yeah, and, and they'd hop. Yeah, it looked like those.
2: <laughs> I mean, it had at least five polygons.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is sometimes kind of disturbing to realize how much models have changed.
0: It's crazy. Sometime... I saw somebody... They posted um, a series of screenshots of Jaina from Vanilla and oh, then... Yeah. And then post cataclysm Like, Missa Pandaria Jaina with the white hair and then Battle for Azeroth Jaina and just the armor by itself. Like, not even looking at the character model, just the armor shift between Vanilla to Battle for Azeroth is just kind of staggering when you look at Ew. it side by side oh, by yeah. side. Yeah. Um, even if you
1: go back to... Uh, if you go back to Theramore, mm-hmm. like, you on a character she's she's still more updated from what she was in cl- Classic. She's still mm. a better model. Yeah. But it is it is pretty
2: surprising. She, she also has the old voice model in her uh voice, voice model. It's the Warcraft actor. 3 voice. Yeah, it's the Warcraft 3 voice in the Theramore model. So, like, you click on her and it's like, shush, I'm trying to study here.
0: Yeah, she's, like, she's... When they initially put the game together for World of Warcraft, I feel like uh, some of the... Some of the voices that you found from like clicking and things like that from different heroes, they were just they were just copied right over from from Warcraft three, just to kind of shortcut a little bit. Um, And maybe because they already had those voices in the bank. So they might as well just use them again. There was no reason to bring in new people to record new stuff when they didn't really, like, say anything aloud. It, it was just, if you click on this person, it'll give you a voice line, just like it does in Warcraft 3, where if you click someone, and if you click them a lot, they'll get really annoyed with you. And, ha-ha, that's funny. Look, it's a throwback to Warcraft 3. Well, when we got to the point where all of a sudden stories story started being introduced, they needed to start doing character voices and things. And Jaina, I think... Wrath of the Lich King was really when Jane all of a sudden left Theramore and started doing things and was more actively involved and had voice lines and she was in trailers and things, and that's when they brought Laura Bailey in, who yeah. I think breathed more life into that character than the previous oh, actress yeah. there's, <laughs> there, there, there's Jaina's been through a lot.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's... Uh... I think I know the image you're talking about and mm-hmm. there's like the promo image that they have of Jaina. There's another version of Jaina that has very similar armor, but I think she has a hood instead. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's I don't know how out there like how out in the open that one is, but it's part of one of the scenarios you do in Battle for Azeroth. And I I just I'm blown away by it because she looks amazing. It fits the just total badassery she's going for at that moment. Like everything about it is awesome.
0: It's pretty cool.
2: All right.
1: Well, we we segued way the heck away from the frog and bee mounts thing, but that's fine. It's At this point, though, we should probably talk about some emails. So if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. What's podcast at blizzardwatch in the subject line? So we know it's for us. Uh, Anne reads them for us, and so we're going to throw it over to her now, and she's going to read them for us if she doesn't mind.
0: Okay. First, first email is from Forfabet of... Terranus, <laughs> they they have like, it looks like forfeber, but it says forfebut. <laughs> right. I don't know if they typed it wrong or what, but um. anyway, of Terranus. Forfebut. Forfebut. Maybe it's supposed to be forfeber, but they hit R instead of T because those keys are right next to each other. Anyway, Regardless, they say, Hey guys, long-time listener slash reader, first-time emailer here. I'll try to keep it short, but in last week's podcast, you guys were talking about Diablo 3 and the switching nightlight. You guys mentioned E3 in the summer might be a bit long to wait, so what do you think about PAX East? I only bring it up because that was where they first announced a demoed Hearthstone, so it's not like they don't have a presence there. Nintendo also usually has a big old setup, so they might do something in tandem if the rumors are true. Thoughts and speculations? Thanks for favor. Burr. I'm going to say burr because it's B E R. Anyway.
2: For a For a I.
0: I don't know if Nintendo does any, like, gigantic announcements at PAX East or not. The the whole reason that I said E3 is because E3 is usually where these game companies have, like, these giant showcases where they show off all kinds of new stuff, and it's like this big deal, and they have a big crowd of people, and I don't know if PAX East is quite on that level. I know that PAX East is incredibly popular and there are a lot of game companies that go to it and stuff, but I don't know if it's quite E3 level. And uh, oh, no, it's not, Lizard,
1: it's, you know, it straight up isn't, but that's fine. But has it's...
2: announced, uh, their E3, pre- like, uh, not E3, their PAX East presence. They like, they are doing heroes of the storm stuff there, but that's it. And I know obviously that, you know, if they're doing Diablo thing, it could be a total surprise. Um, but. Okay, wait. I,
0: hold up, Mitch. What did, was that noise? You have, do you have a baby? Did you steal a baby? <laughs> what was that?
2: You've stolen a baby again. It sounded
0: like a Furby, like a rogue Furby.
2: <laughs> I, I change the sound when I get a text to uh, the little Koroks from the new Legend of Zelda game. Oh, going, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, so, what that that's
1: what that was. Hey, I, I find that only <laughs> slightly comforting compared to the idea I had that you had a baby stolen in the house.
2: Oh, I would never steal a baby. I'd. Maybe to sell, but never like <laughs> for myself.
0: I just thought it, it sounded vaguely like a rogue Furby getting ready to attack <laughs> you from the. What did you do, bitch? Okay. Anyway, moving it's Alexa on. Alexa, I mean. Moving on. You were talking about. Um. Yeah. I.
2: I mean, Pax East for those uh, unaware is in a little less than a month. It's April fifth through April eighth. And Blizzard has only announced that they are doing Here's the Storm stuff where they are unveiling. Alice Under
0: did say that they're also doing StarCraft at PAX, too. Uh,
2: are they?
0: I don't know.
2: I, it's not on the. Well, PAX it's the 20th anniversary. For...
0: They may be doing a little something involving that.
2: Yeah, I, I was just, Sorry, I just pulled up the uh, PAX-y schedule and Search for Blizzard, and HOTS was the only thing that came up, but I know HOTS, I think, is tying into the StarCraft anniversary. Yeah. I Either way, I. Maybe. But I don't really think so. I think E3 would be the place to do that, especially because, um, again, it's Nintendo, and Nintendo really likes to control their releases and news information and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I It's possible. I do think it's possible, but I, I think um, uh, E3 is more likely.
1: About yeah, you, not Rossi? To, not, yeah, Not to argue against PAX East as a place you might demo your game or m- announce it. I certainly think that is possible, and even... It's not a bad move, but I think Blizzard would not want to do that because they would want their announcement to be someplace closer to home. Keep but E3 is relatively close to you know. It the is Blizzard, compared to PAX East. It
0: is, and it, the other thing I was going to say was that if they were going to do a PAX, they would do PAX Prime because it's West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th-
2: yeah. That was the other thing is PAX. Like, it's PAX started with you know one PAX and it was over on the West Coast. Yeah, and then and it's the expanded Pais- since, but.
1: I've actually been to PAX East. Yeah. Oh, really? and, you know because it's the last time I was in New England. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm the other way around. It was PAX Prime I've been to because I lived in Seattle. Okay. Uh, I lived in Seattle for several years, so I went to PAX Prime once. And PAX Prime is huge. Uh, it was huge oh, then, yeah. and this was, you know, this was back quite a few years ago. Um, so if you are going to do that, PAX Prime is the more likely candidate. Again, this is nothing against PAX East, and nothing against the idea that they might do so. But if I were gambling, like if you told me, well, first off, you'd have to give me the money because I don't have any. But if you were to give me like 20 bucks and say, here, you have to gamble on whether or not they're going to do this announcement at PAX Prime or PAX East, I'd put my money on PAX Prime. That's where I would put it. Uh, yeah. I do think, however, E3 is far more likely. In terms of non-Blizzard conventions for them to announce stuff at, for me, the two big ones are Gamescom or E3.
2: If yeah, yeah. GameStorm I mean, pe- is huge. People are pointing out, yes, they have revealed it. Uh, they revealed Hearthstone yeah. at PAX East, yeah, which perfectly valid. We're not completely dismissing it. It's just uh, I think we're all in agreement that it seems less likely than E3 at this point.
1: I don't feel like from what the the, the rumors we've got do not hint at a game that is ready enough that I would expect it to be demoed in yeah. a month. You yeah. know, because keep in mind we're talking it's it's mid a it's mid May here. It's May it's the 14th march yeah it's march sorry yeah it's march 14th which means that april is I was less gonna say than if it's weeks.
0: may daylight saving played a whole number on me man hi <laughs> yeah. day no but you no,
1: know, it's because we're talking about april so april may always goes mad. but since it's it's middle of march right now tomorrow's the ides of march we're, we're talking you know a couple weeks till we hit april and april it's like three weeks from now Two packs East, I don't feel like the rumors have given me enough confidence that I'm willing to bet on Blizzard saying, Hey, Diablo Three for the switch at a conference in three weeks now, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. I am not psychic and I've been wrong before. I'm not dismissing the idea, but I'm much more comfortable with e three and I'm even more comfortable with gamescom because gamescom's even yeah. further away
2: this, yeah. this also um, ties into the one thing I think I mentioned in the article. The Switch is getting its paid online service starting in, I want to say it's either August or September. I think it's September. Um, and I could see them announcing it at either E3 or Gamescom and then having it release alongside because, you know, with Blizzard being Blizzard, I think if they're going to release a game that uses online, I think they would want uh, the system to have an online, you know, m- revenue from online. And right now, the Switch, you can play online, but you don't have to pay for the services. Well, so... I think
0: my big thing with it, and the reason I said E3 to begin with, and I still kind of stand, I could see PAX Prime, but I still think E3, because this isn't just a Blizzard announcement. This is a Nintendo announcement. Yeah. So it'd have to be someplace pretty big where Nintendo would be doing reveals and things like that. And I know they always have a pretty major presentation at E3. I don't know about PAX Prime. Do they usually so, do...
2: Uh... Sometimes they don't, like, there was one year where they just skipped E3 altogether. Like, yeah. Nintendo does its own thing. It does. And they do have a couple. Um, they, they do have... the Nintendo
0: Direct things fairly frequently, too. Yeah.
2: Friday, they have Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air? And then Sunday, the Nintendo Switch's surprise first birthday party. Aww. <laughs> so. But yeah, last year was a big yeah.
1: year for Nintendo and Microsoft at PAX. Yeah. And there's pretty obvious reasons why those companies went to PAX last year. Yeah. They had stuff they wanted to show off. They had the Switch, and they had Xbox One X. Um, it's fairly likely Nintendo will be big at, at PAX Prime again this year, because they still have stuff they want to show off. The Switch is doing really well, and they want to capitalize on it. But I really I agree with Ann that E3 seems more likely. This, again, is, is. isn't a on PAX, but... Well, yeah, your your point about it is valid as well. I'm not trying to to stag you out here, Mitch, but okay. I just think, in general, I th- I would go with my my things are. I'm very comfortable with E3. I'm even more comfortable with Gamescom. Those are my And that is, goals.
0: if this is even a thing that's going to happen, because yes. again, they yeah. haven't confirmed anything either way, guys. We're kind of getting ahead well, of ourselves a little yeah. bit here, but uh, let's move on to the next email here. Uh, this one is from Plato on Goldrin who says, hey there, I was just catching up with the podcast and I've been hearing a lot of predictions that came to be and I remember specifically in the episode 46 dated December 1st 2015 gosh, that's way back there, dude anyway, they said, in this podcast and previews what basically will happen now to our artifact weapons, how we will retire our artifact weapons, making a sacrifice and stuff (laughs) Did I? Making Back then? Wow. That was like three years ago. Anyway, he said, having that said, do you think some of the Blizzard High employees like Dave Kosak, Alex Afrasiabi, etc., hear your podcast? Do you think they quote unquote borrow some inspiration from you guys? Or are you guys that good at predicting things? Either way, it sounds really interesting. Anyway, greetings from Brazil. Love the show. Listening from the start to the finish. Sincerely, Plato. Brazil? All the way out there.
2: Great. Um. Uh. Well, they do listen, but mostly for what Anne enjoys, so they can hot fix it away.
0: <laughs> You're gonna be rubbing that in like three years down the road. He's still gonna be talking. Hey, remember that one time with the blood of Sargeras thing? Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. Good fun.
1: <laughs> I, I I would say that they probably do listen. They they're certainly aware that we exist, but I, I don't doubt think they they're borrow anything. From us. Yeah. <laughs> keep in mind that everything they do is planned out pretty far in advance
0: very far in advance like they were planning legion stuff back in i think mr pandaria yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: during 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 the development of legion yeah during the development of legion they were working on battle for azeroth and they're working on what's coming out after battle for
2: azeroth right now
1: they're they're not they're probably
2: finalizing the details on 8.3 or whatever Right now. W-
1: when we talk about stuff, we tend to talk about it when it's closer to happening. But that being said, um, between and Mitch, and myself, we've been playing this game for eight and a half billion years. So for so long. Yeah, it's, it, it's been time enough for our son to die. Um, I mean, like, I think my, my 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 characters played times, if I did slash played on oh, all of them, would doing break that. time. Yeah, it's the amount of productivity I have wasted playing World of Warcraft would make me cry and I would never stop. So <laughs> there's there's no way to say this without just saying it. We're familiar with what happens in this game.
0: There is we- a certain level of predictability, and I kind of almost hate using that word because it's... Not really predictability. It's just patterns, and if you know what patterns to look for, you can sort of narrow down the scope of what you think is going to happen next. That's how I do my tinfoil hat stuff. If I have enough previous things to look at, I can generally get a pretty good idea of where they're headed with their stuff.
2: And and I mean that's and then occasionally I will pull
0: I will pull weird things out of my butt, like the whole thing about. (laughs) Azeroth being a titan egg, yeah, that was just a weird thing pulled out of my butt, and it just happened to be right. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm I mean, still weirded that's... out that that one was uh, out of all of them, the... that one was right.
2: Yeah, that one is. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of that, and I didn't do anything at all. With this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think too,
1: in general, they also they told us we weren't be we wouldn't be keeping our artifacts, and yeah, since yeah, they, they told did. us that, Point. yeah, we had to come up, you know. Like Again, said she's good at like looking at what she's seen before, and you know building along those patterns. If we're gonna have to give the thing up, how are we gonna give it up? Well, there's only so many ways that could happen. So. And
0: the thing is, is the these things were set up to be such an integral part of the expansion. Like, there's so much story built up around them. It just made sense that there would be some kind of story for them to go out on, too. We wouldn't just set them a se- toss them in a cabinet or something. That would be kind of a disservice to all of the story that they built over the course of the expansion. So, naturally, there's something involved here. You know, where... I've loved but... using the Ashbringer up to now, but now that we're, <laughs>
1: I've got this green longsword of the bear, I'm going to have to put it away. I'm going to put it in the footlocker and Honest... just kind of
0: forget about it.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I would rather Azeroth. Die, then sacrifice Naifu. That's just me. I don't think Naifu should go away.
0: Nobody cares so if what you are you
2: think, listening, bitch. Liz, <laughs> Blizzard cares and they're listening. Don't, give me, don't make me do it. Strip his hope away.
1: Kill him. Finish it.
2: I don't want to kill her. <laughs> I love her.
1: Okay, so yeah, that's that. Oh, wow, that was creepy.
0: <laughs> that was a little uh. weird. Um... We're running over a little bit, so we're just going to go ahead and wrap up the emails here. These other two, we'll just carry them over to next week, okay? Okay. All right. Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience.
1: Thank you very much. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at com with the podcast or Blizzard Watch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll be here next week.